New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for uh, clicking into the podcast today. Uh, my name is Ray Moss. I'm one of the pastors at New Vision, and I have the privilege of uh, leading and serving with a great group of counselors and encouragers, and uh, also work with legacy uh, folks, getting them connected in our church. We uh Excited about our verse today, we're going to be looking at 1 John chapter 2, uh, verses 15, 16, and 17, and I'll be reading from the ESV. Um, so let's get started. Uh, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides there forever. The, uh, the theme, really, of love is addressed throughout the Bible, obviously. Uh, God is love. But nowhere more so than we see in this particular letter of John. I think it's 54 times we see uh, the word love used. And they're nearly always... Uh, in a very positive sense, but here we see something different. There's only one place in this whole letter where the negative exists, and uh, somewhere we're told not to love. Love not. Here's Here and only here are we are commanded not to love. Do not love the world or the things of the world. So, But John's been encouraging this church about who we are in Christ uh, all the way up to this verse. Uh, but now another faith confirmation, but it's really more in a negative sense. It's about the things that get put in place and priority of God. So uh, let's look look at that verse. Uh, Do not love the world or the things in the world. First of all, that word love here is agape. It's the preeminent love. Uh, Our love for the things in the world should never be be preeminent uh, love of our life. Uh, You know, I I can read that verse and I'm I'm a little bit shocked sometimes. You can read it, and, and if you're not if you don't read it in context, you're just like, gosh, there's a lot of things about this world that I love. I love my wife. I love my home. I, I love tacos. I love good music. And so, what was his intent here? What was John's intent here about the world? And and I think even the world, uh, because God said He loved the world and gave His Son for that. We know the creation. Uh, represents him, it cries out about him and testifies to us about him. So so really, what is he talking about? And we can't stop there. Uh, we can't take this verse out of context because uh, this passage has really been abused uh, by creating rules and laws that do not change really the heart. It can create believers who separate themselves from society rather than being an agent of transformation so entire cultures really have been birthed from a misunderstanding of this passage. But God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. But here he says some things of this world that we chase after, obviously, separate us from him. So what are these things? Really, the things are a system that exalts man. It's man meeting his needs 
out of his own willpower. Um, you know, we, we just, again, we so casually use the word love that it's, it's really lost its meaning when we say we love God or love Christ. I, I like to think of God's love as, as a real need. Everything else is a like. And like has much more to do about desires. I love or need God. I love, I love and desire tacos, but I don't need tacos. Uh, some will say, well, you need tacos for your body to function. Yes, but uh, I don't need my body. I need life, and, and I have eternal life because I'm in Christ. So, so I, I, when I think of God's love, I think of something that I, I truly need. It's not just a like. So, so now we see um, this first part of the warning from John. The love of the world and the love of the Father is not in him. You know, before listing these things, John makes a, a very bold statement that these two positions, loving the world and loving God, are really not compatible. Now, this passage always brings up that conversation about, is God number one in your life? I heard somebody say this once. I, th- I thought it was really cool. He said, what if I told my wife that she's number one in my life, but Lucy at work is number two? Right, not good. Our love for God is preeminent. He isn't on some kind of ranking scale for us. He is our life. I am in Christ and he is in me. In Matthew 6.24, Jesus warns us with the same message, you cannot serve two masters. A love for this world or these things that he's gonna list of this world are not compatible with God. So, so now John gives us these things, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's right, just like we saw in the garden with Adam and Eve. Uh, you can go back and read that. Uh, won't take time to do that today, but it's exactly what we saw in the garden. So this isn't new for John's day. Uh, it wasn't new, uh, or our church today. So he lists them. He says the lust as some translation will say, or the pride of the flesh. Now, it can refer to satisfying desires of our body, but as Paul uses it in Romans 8, it's that life we pursue out of our own strength to get the things only God can ultimately meet. His love, his acceptance, what he says about my worth, worthiness, and his security— And so I can pursue those things in my own strength. And Paul will tell us in Romans 8, that's what flesh is. You know, my definition of flesh is simply, a it's really a self-directed life rather than a spirit-directed life. Then he lists lust of the eyes. Wow. In this media and materialistic smorgasbord of world we live in, this takes real focus uh, not to be enticed with what we see with our eyes. The pride of life, or some translations will say boastful pride of life. Again, a life that meets its most basic needs from what this temporary world can give it. Then John reminds us once again, these things will perish. These things have a shelf life. They never satisfy the deepest longings of our heart. They they will pass away. And John ends even this letter, if you look, I think, Uh, Chapter 5, he ends it, uh, little children, guard yourselves from idols. That's really, that's another way of talking about these things. An idol is anything that we place before God. 
and subsequently can die or be taken away. So John really is giving us another, lack of a better word, another litmus test for us to know whether we're in Christ. Love the world and the love of the Father, it's not in us. You place your love in these things of the world and you need to know it's gonna pass away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. That's how he ends this passage, um, which is very positive. And his good, pleasing, and perfect will is that we place our faith in Christ Jesus. We have to understand he is not only our Savior and our Lord, but he really becomes our life. You know, you may be driving down the road right now, but trust me, you can pray and drive at the same time. Just ask God to speak to your heart. Why is it you seem to rarely think about him? You rarely desire the things of God. You may be in church every week, but you have never truly placed your faith in him. You know, for the believer, we have to admit sometimes we find our heart growing cold or cool to the things of God. You know, repentance isn't a a one-time event. Our need to change course can be a daily event as God speaks to us. I'm praying that for myself and for you. God, help me see where I have loved these things of the world and allowed them to bring really frustration in my life as opposed to a real victory that I can have in Christ. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in today to this uh, uh, podcast. I hope that you'll tune in tomorrow for the other podcast. Love you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.